0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Force, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. Hand with me, as always, on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world-famous juggler, Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? You're getting I'm, your drugs dropped off right now from Columbia?
1: <laughs> Look, uh, we have quick expedited shipping. It's great. <laughs> um yeah, sorry about that. They heard the show was going on. Everyone wants to be a part we of it. We should drive uh, over now. Yeah. yeah, they
0: they just started recording. Go over now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, things 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 are good. Beautiful rainy days, enjoying the weather, playing games, watching football.
0: Life's good, man. How are you doing, Ozzy? Well, speaking of football, I did have, I mean, I, I sent you a text earlier this morning that I was having concerns. I mean, like you have Mike Williams of the Chargers coming back from injury, and then you got Damian Pierce going up against the Cowboys. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go with Mike Williams because they're going to need to pass against Miami. And Dallas is i just going to dominate the Texans. When the Texans almost beat the Cowboys, holy cow. i I thought I was on some sort of like, hard drug or something it was very strange uh so speaking am, of your I... football
1: trophy looks like it's doing a back to the future thing where like someone's messing with the timeline oh so it's no
0: stop it stop. don't you even allude to something like that happening That's
2: dare you you're right i see that now
0: i'm not gonna hold it like this the rest of the time to like eliminate oh, no. that kind of visualization i gotta i gotta Okay, ladies and gentlemen, also with us, Fleshroom producer Todd. And, I, and Todd?
2: I'm i doing all right. And just so people are like, what, 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 what is Ozzy talking about? We are pre-recording this episode. Yes, that, that is true.
0: I apologize. We are recording this episode on December 11th to get ahead of the holidays here. Let's see if that can uh, do any. Oh, nope, dang. still oh, All go. right. Well, <laughs> this is great. As I'm talking about fantasy football and the decision I'm making, you're telling me, looks like that trophy behind you is disappearing. That doesn't do anything to my nerves. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and no. gentlemen, the third voice you heard, Flashroom Producer Todd, have I introed you yet? Or did yes, I just... I'm, I'm it's, freaking it's, out it's, because you allude to me losing this trophy. And I don't know how many times I've said, yeah. if I lose this thing... yeah. <laughs> but I am glad that the decision I made between Mike Williams and Damian Pierce did decide to pan out in my favor. But... uh That 49ers defense worked out well for you. By a point, at the end of the day. It was funny between because it was the Eagles defense and the 49ers defense. Sorry, I, 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 can, tense, I can sense Todd's angst because he's so anxious to talk about this movie. I can sense it. Ladies and gentlemen, actually, before we jump into this review of Ghostbusters 2, I'd like to thank you for joining us on YouTube. If you happen to come across us, go ahead and hit the like, subscribe button. And if you are listening to us on the Spotify, thank you. And good morning or good afternoon, if that is more convenient for you. Now, this week we are reviewing and discussing Ghostbusters 2, which was released on June sixteenth, nineteen eighty nine, rated PG, with a runtime of an hour and forty eight minutes. Todd, do you have a trailer available? No, sorry, it's not working this week.
3: Um, <laughs> how did I know? All right, I uh, will
2: do it. <clears throat> see me roll my eyes the whole time Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) at the stroke of midnight on new year's eve of the last decade of the 20th century america's largest city is about to pay for the nastiness of its inhabitants when that day comes When the slime starts to rise, the Titanic just arrived. When ghosts start arriving by the boatload, we gotta find the guys. There's only one thing to do. Sometimes weird things happen, someone has to deal with it. And who are you gonna call?
2: I haven't seen Ozzy laugh once, I'm just throwing that out there. I have a smile on my
3: face. The superstars of the supernatural are back to nuke the spooks. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. Make some time. Don't put any of those old cheap moves on you. No, no, no. Oh, it's different. I have all new cheap moves. Raise your spooks. <laughs> if we don't do something by midnight, you will be remembered in history as the man who let New York get sucked down into the 10th level of hell. And kick some slime. Looks like a giant jello mold. I hate jello. Oh, come on, there's always room for jello. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year! Bows Ghostbusters 2. You're short, your belly button sticks out too far, and you're a terrible burden on your poor mother. <laughs> Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, and Ernie Hudson in an Ivan Reitman film. Ghostbusters 2. we are the best, we're the beautiful,
0: we're the only Ghostbusters. We're back. Who you gonna call?
2: Ghostbusters. I gotta say this real quick, Ozzy. You know, the only time you laughed out loud. Was to a line that is far from evergreen. Like they're not. No, the kids today aren't going to get the Jello line. That's not. A, that hasn't been a catchphrase in like twenty plus years. <laughs> so, just a well, minute.
0: ladies and gentlemen, you've witnessed a first here. You've witnessed Todd, Flashroom producer Todd, reach a level of annoyance to where he takes a joke too literally and feels the need to. Don't make me do it, Ozzy. No, listen. Don't make me do it. (laughs) Hold on a second. You had said, I'd just like to point out that Ozzy hasn't laughed once within 10 seconds. And I'd like to point out that had you played the trailer that's on the IMDB.com profile of this movie, which is basically the commercial that airs in Data Barrett's apartment. That is something that I laughed at because it's actually the whole commercial
2: that's in the movie, but it's just the commercial by itself. But you when, understand this is the, the piece that was supposed to get you in the movie theaters. And I will tell you this right now. It did. That trailer. I know. It got people into movie theaters.
0: It didn't in- get people to laugh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Seriously. Like it. I mean, we'll. we'll Wait, I, I, you love this movie. You gotta go. I go, do. Go. No, well, I'm just jumping into initial thoughts right now. So check this out. Uh, similar to my experience with the Indiana Jones films, Where I saw Temple of Doom before I saw, in fact, Raiders of Lost Ark, (laughs) Raiders of Lost Ark was the last one I saw. Where I had actually seen Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, then Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? So a lot of people hated Temple of Doom. Todd, I know you loved it, right? Oh
2: my god, masterpiece. Uh,
0: Now, but a lot of people didn't see that as their favorite of the trilogy. Uh, However, I was okay with it because that was the first one I saw. So going back to this in 1991 ghostbusters 2 was airing on the disney channel Mm -hmm. and it was one of the first movies that i recorded on vhs because i was always watching the animated ghostbusters right oh the real ghostbusters not right one one. yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was airing on the the movie was airing on the disney channel and i remember specifically when i say this was the first movie i recorded it wasn't just like oh you know i put it on eight o'clock whatever i just let it record like when there was a commercial coming on, I'd hit the pause button on the VCR. <laughs> yeah, that I go. I did I at like what was it 91, 84? I was like six or seven years old doing this. Mm-hmm. And I started recording a whole bunch of movies that way. But so I going through this movie, I remember specifically where the commercial breaks were and how each time I saw it, how the audio would shift a little bit. And I am so glad we got to review this at this. You know, in, in this format because I was paying a lot of attention and I think I picked out a joke or I found a joke that was omitted from the Disney Channel version, which makes sense. So we'll get to that in the, the favorite parts moment because it did make me have quite the <clears throat> chuckle. Greg, initial thoughts.
1: Um, this movie, so the Ghostbusters series in general for me has been a confusing one because when I, like, Like you, I watched the cartoon uh, more and and first. Um, But the movies, I don't remember the first time. It was quite a while till I saw one of the movies in its entirety. So the two Ghostbusters films, because I'd catch bits and pieces on TV from time to time, like all kind of (laughs) merged. It took a while for me to understand which movie was which as a whole. So, um, you know, this one's the bits that I remembered from it were stood out the most uh, with Vigo and everything. And I even have a wonderful moment um, from um, there's a game called uh, burnout paradise that um, when you crash and there's these buses that increase your multiplier, we used to have a bit that when you hit the bus, we said, all hail Vigo. And it was just <laughs> a, an added wonderful moment tied to this film. Um, but yeah, lots of good times. This, this movie, I think, is a true farce uh, for the Ghostbusters films. Uh, if we were to think of one as more farcical than the other, um, this one definitely takes the cake.
2: Oh, I have to give thoughts? Jesus yeah.
0: And I mean, I know they're negative, but hey, tell people I... why you hate this movie. Well, I mean... Well, it's a, we'll
2: into... a, a piss-poor excuse of a sequel when you have a masterpiece that come to this. But no matter what you would have done after, it would have been hard. Um, Now, here, I'm going to tell you something. I saw the original Ghostbusters in the theater's opening day, and I saw the Ghostbusters 2 sequel opening day, of course. I'm very excited to see it because Ghostbusters is one of my favorite films. So, even as a kid, it was like the soundtrack, it's a little too. I would, yeah, it's 89, but it's very like that. Could have just played Ray Parker Jr.'s song, been happy. Okay, sorry, I'm just picking out things. Okay, uh, this is the first time hey, I've man, watched
0: Glenn Frey, Flip City, Bobby Brown. I mean, I understand, but I mean, I would think you'd be all
2: about that, you know. Like I, I, the Bobby Brown song was good. <laughs> um, okay, this is the first time since probably this came out on video cassette. Maybe I probably did it then too. That I haven't watched Ghostbusters then Ghostbusters too. I just watched Ghostbusters too. It helped the movie for me because I wasn't like they were just so goddamn good. Like two minutes ago, uh, so I I think like that that like just watching it i had fun the first two-thirds totally loses me in the, the last act it just yeah and i i was having fun then we got to that and i was like yeah i still don't like this
0: <laughs> okay it's it's funny you mentioned that because we're gonna get into our favorite moments momentarily but before i jump into that i did forget to mention that this is written by harold Ramis and dan akroyd directed by ivan reitman starring the original cast, Ramis, Aykroyd, Murray, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts, Rick Moranis, and introducing Peter McNichol into the franchise. Wow, Todd, not a fan of Janos. Like, I
2: think he's one of the highlights of this movie. See, I think he's, he's you know what, he's the second worst villain in Ghostbusters history. True, there's only four of them, but he's like neck and neck with that the Ghostbusters reboot one. Like, they're almost on par of how, like, I'm just like, I don't care, and they don't feel like a threat to me. Then, Giannis you might as well. He wasn't really a villain. He was like uh, a henchman, if anything.
0: Much, much like, uh, much like, uh, Renfield in Dracula Dead and Loving.
1: It. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, it's more true. a henchman. And, huh. and
0: plus, you could just say the worst because I, I mean, like, people can hate me for this, but that Ghostbusters 2016 version doesn't fit in the universe that we're talking about so I'm pretty sure like Dan Aykroyd has a cameo as a cab driver so all of them are in it I mean as cameos but not like as Venkman or like you know an afterlife or whatnot Uh,
2: that's still better than this though
0: (laughs) no I'll I'll agree with you there because I will say that what's interesting is watching it now at at this age and really trying to be critical of it is that well first off uh, the DVD that I had there's an insert on the inside where they talk about uh, it was supposed to be Reitman, Aykroyd, Ramis, and Murray. They all got together because they wanted to do another movie. They wanted mm-hmm. to do something different. Mm-hmm. New story, new characters, right? But mm-hmm. then the more they talked about it, they just ended up wanting to do this. So, definitely, like it. there was no, I guess, whereas you got a sense with the first one, there is a little bit more effort to be put in with the, the story and how everything was being presented, like mm-hmm. it, it had a, a certain, like look at gremlins and gremlins too. Whereas the first ghostbusters had a certain element of just like seriousness of it. And Greg, to your point, it, this is almost a parody of the first, you know, right. just enhancing all the silly stuff uh, about it. And Todd, to your point about two thirds, as I look at my list and I even noticed, noted this when I got towards the end is that I stopped writing down the things that were making me laugh around that two thirds of the movie, but at the same time is like I said, this was airing on the Disney channel. So I think there might've been some sort of like, Hey, let's make this a little bit kid friendly and we could sell some toys because they sold up. I mean, they saw what the cartoon was doing. I mean, how, how much were you? They were able to sell pink slime because of that movie, you know? And I will say one, another reason why I appreciate it is because the individual who plays Vigo Wilhelm von Homburg, die Hard terrorist.
2: Well, if we're just gonna drop people, I'm next. oh, and I'm not done. I'm not okay. done
0: because I'm also gonna include the mother at the at the birthday, Mary Ellen Trainer, Anchor Gail Wallens, also in diehard. Oh man. One of the reasons I love this movie, I think. Well, I it, I don't have yeah, a diehard. She was also the mother in Goonies, by the way. So uh, yes. You can't get on um, my case about you know what? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just gonna throw that. I one. see the look on Greg's face.
1: This is why your trophy's disappearing, Ozzy. Stop <laughs> it. And it's funny, interesting, you're wearing the Terminator jersey as well, you know, with the whole time. And,
2: yeah. I also, yeah, Kurt Fuller from No Holds Barred, everyone's favorite, doing his best Walter Peck impression and not succeeding. And now, here's the interesting thing about that is, well,
0: working at Disney, I uh, we had a, a manager uh, That if you took Kurt Fuller's face and just like squeezed it, that's (laughs) exactly what this guy looked like. And the way he talked was exactly like him. So you could talk about he's trying to do his best Walter Peck and is, is failing miserably at it. Like, sure. But for me. I see that guy in the back of my head like man every time it's it's, it's this dude. I'm trying so hard not to say his name. It's just like almost slipping out. I'm being very careful so Todd doesn't have to do any editing. Uh but uh also just another fun thing is in the uh, there's a computer when they're looking up the bio for Vigo and they they show Vigo's full name and actually pause it to read just to see if there's like any like fun easter eggs they're in there. So Vigo's name is actually Vigo Von Homburg Duschdorf and Von Homburg actual last name of Vigo used as, right, the first mm-hmm. name and Duschdorf is the first or Duschendorf the surname of the twins that played the baby Oscar oh so nice just, that was just like a fun, like, you know Uh now, going into the favorite moments
2: Todd, I want to hear you go first mine's, <laughs> a, mine's one line it's one that Egon drops. And that is, I'd like to run some gynecological tests on the mother. Who wouldn't? <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: and that was, that was what was omitted from the
2: Disney channel version. There you go. Of course.
0: Because <laughs> I, I saw that version so many times that when that scene came up, it's like, this doesn't feel as familiar as the rest of the movie. And then right. the line happens like, that's why.
2: <laughs> now the the million dollar question do you remember the looped line the looped uh, what, what the replacement line was
0: oh no i don't because i don't remember that scene at all i think they just oh just from drop. there they went yeah they went from that because it was uh her getting the stool sample or whatever right. or telling it whatever and then going them going into the street right after
2: you that know, looking at it
0: was just it was like a five second scene that was cut,
2: you know, looking at the runtime at 148 to hit a two hour block on with with the amount of commercials they want. They yeah. Definitely and would've...
0: Disney Channel did have commercials with this particular at this presentation time. at this time that they were They Aryan.
2: didn't always. I remember when they right. started. Well,
0: it was Disney, actual Disney animated the classics or like Brave Little Toaster or whatever. Those mm-hmm. are always commercial free. But. Any live action movies always had commercials in them uh,
2: for other Disney Channel shows. Maybe it was a licensing thing. Like they didn't put them on their own, but they put them on others. Like because this is a Sony. I don't know. I have no idea. Now we just watch Disney Plus and we don't get Ghostbusters too. They're smart.
0: You know, your your <laughs> negative energy is gonna create some more pink slime in this world. <laughs> and then we're all screwed. Thanks to Todd. All right, Greg.
1: Man. There's there's a few great moments that I love from this. Um just some bad lines which I love. But the part that cracked me up is y- Janusch. Like he I loved so many of his moments, but there's a moment where he's like talking to Vigo and he goes, "Tell me what you need." And he's like, "I am Vigo the Carpathian." He's like, "Yes, you said that already." <laughs> <laughs> Like that moment, I was like, "Oh yes, this like major, powerful, like omnipotent, like creature." And he's like, "Yes, move along, come on." <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: very low key and subtle, very, very funny. Um, a few things that I did want to point out is how good I when we did Ernest Saves Christmas, and I talked about how Ernest reminds me of Bugs Bunny in terms of like just putting on a different costume. Like he just has all these costumes just ready to go. And has these different characters, the facial expression that bugs would have. Like when the, are you serious? Look like (laughs) Bill Murray has that. Like he is the, that is the look of the human bugs bunny. Like where the, where bugs breaks the fourth wall, just can just look at the camera and then just looks back at whatever he's focused on. I'm talking about the world of the psychic scene. Uh, and, But I did also want – I appreciated so much more this go-around, a couple of Egon's lines, uh, the whole gag of him trying to produce an experiment on the couple that thinks it's there for marriage counseling. Oh, he yeah. said, I've been gradually increasing the temperature. <laughs> and then the assi- – now my assistant's asking if they don't mind waiting for another half hour. And then you see the guy, like, freak out, like <laughs> – I just I, something just made that funnier now, and when he anytime he talked about like his parents' history, just in his manner of delivery was hilarious. I mean, there's just a lot of funny moments. I love the the digging up the scene when they got to you know play their own characters in front of the cops or whatever. Uh But lastly, when somebody, you think it's Ray asking Egon about how sure he is of something egon's response is is the atomic weight of cobalt (laughs) (laughs) 58.9 that was the last thing i wrote so i i wanted to shout it out like once you pass that point that's when you can just expect it to go down on the humor end of it but for me what makes it fun is that i guess the story was so light that i grew attached to it as a kid so i Mm -hmm. group it in like with the goonies or something like that right I'm not like expecting a whole lot. It cuts, kind of leans more towards kid friendly
1: mm-hmm. as a
0: board, as opposed to like, I guess, kid accessible. Like, so like, Greg, to your point, when you talk about, you have this ruler who's dictator, hundred five year old, his head died, whatever. When in the first, you would not like nobody would talk to Gozer, or treat Gozer that way. Right. Like you were afraid of Gozer, right, to a certain degree. So. But going back to this was a farce of the original, so that that makes sense on that set, that aspect. Now, be, to your point, Todd, two thirds really funny. That last third, it's just more of things wrapping up. Like, right. okay, we've exhausted all the jokes we wanted to do. Let's uh, let's just go home now. Uh, so for that, I got to put it at a three and a half because I still had fun with it. That first two thirds, I was laughing enough, but I still wanted to see how the movie ended. And I didn't mind sacrificing all these ha-ha movies or ha-ha moments leading up to it. Laugh out loud moments leading up to it and perfectly fine seeing uh, the statue go across the city. And of course, you know, a parody of itself, (laughs) you have the Marshmallow Man. But at least this thing is just amusing to see. I mean, they had ILM doing this. Why not? You know, this was just purely made for fun, and to be more kid friendly, probably to sell more toys. But it's a three and a half for me. It's going to be that way. Now to go back, I'm pretty sure I rated Ghostbusters the original a five, so I'm not saying this is as good. It's near. It's not as nearly as good, but it's still a fun time. I feel more comfortable watching this with uh, my when my nephews were younger at the time than I would the original. Fair enough.
1: You know, this movie, like I said, is a lot of fun. And there's moments that, like, just for the uh, moment where He's talking to the, the baby and he goes, oh, Oscar, you're named after a hot dog, you know, or something along those lines. Like those kind of stupid, fun Bill Murray kind of moments um, were a lot of fun. And this group of people together is great. Um, Janusz was fantastic. So I'm still giving it a four. Um, it's no Ghostbusters one, but it's still a great time if, you know, you have fun, Todd yeah, it's hot hate's fun.
2: <laughs> I know this is a, this is a change. <laughs> well, I'm glad you both enjoy it so much. That's good. All right, so I'm gonna rate it two times. If you watch the original Ghostbusters first, I give this half a star. <laughs> if wow. you don't and you just watch it, watch it for what it is. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. It's average. Okay. All right. But it's grown on me, so that's a good thing. From from that point five to now I'm at a two and a half. I don't think it'll get much higher, but is it too clean? I love the cartoon. There was a little bit of horror elements once in a while on the cartoon. Yeah. Um, but no uh, no, uh no, I didn't have a problem with that. It, it you know it is a little less hard edge and that might have bothered me because i'm able to like look at like the the movie and the cartoon separately like i could watch the robocop movie and i didn't get the same thing from the robocop cartoon but right. so i'm able to separate it um i was 12 years old when this came out so i don't know if i was just a little oh, bit oh dude
0: so wh- okay that that age like when you're going between 11 12 13 you're starting to try to distance yourself from the kids stuff and trying to oh, no. embrace like i still watch the at least remotely. i was no, no no well i mean like okay <laughs> so, well no for, so for, for example yet. okay but but let me give you an example of when i was growing up and i was 10 years old there was kids doing that because i was excited about toy story and there was other kids are like that movie sucked and i was like what are you talking about? Buzz Lightyear was awesome, and they're like, right. "No, dude, you're a kid." Like, <laughs> dude, we're ten. Like, what are you? Eleven? Ooh, you know. But that's that's what I'm. Don't pay now. taxes, <laughs> old man. <laughs> but so uh, yeah, okay. Well, I I think I don't know. At least when I was twelve, I th- I guess that I could. If I saw this when I was 12 after watching the original Ghostbusters, I'd probably be equally upset because you probably were just expecting more of the antics you saw in the original, but you wouldn't get anything close to a blowjob joke in the second movie.
2: No. (sighs) No. And you know what else? Maybe that is what's bothering me because I was going to say this earlier. Seems like Bill Murray went to an HR class or something compared to the first one. <laughs> well, he forgot about
1: it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just 89 in the movie, don't you? <laughs> yeah.
2: Fair. All point.
0: right. Well, that was Ghostbusters. It is not currently available streaming thank anywhere. God, thank you, Sony. But it is available to rent. Uh, in fact, you could actually find a. The, the DVD version I have, a lot of targets will constantly sell the two together. So if you're inclined to have a copy of these both together, check that out. It's a fun time if you haven't, but chances are if you're watching this right now, you've probably seen Ghostbusters 2. And probably depending on what age you were or when you saw it will determine how you thought of it, I well, feel. D- because I, I, Greg, ever. I mean, like Greg, Greg and I are around the same age, right? We rated it roughly the same. Todd is old man, and
2: hates fun, so he rated it lower. Than I, us. I was, I was going to bring up the name of another person, and I'm still going to do it. Dan and Pugs. See, I did. End Pugs are both your age, and are both. No, actually, you know what? Dan is anti Ghostbusters too. He also thinks that the the girl one is better.
0: Let that sink in for a moment. Dan calls a beanie. Dan, a winter cat. No, no.
2: Dan thinks the one with the women. Dan thinks Brock Lesnar is Vince a legitimate or... animal. <laughs> and <yeah.
0: laughs> Dan thinks Brock Lesnar is an animal. Well, he, Brock Lesnar is... thinks he shouldn't go to a doctor. Brock <laughs> Lesnar should go to a veterinarian. I don't That's know. what Dan thinks. So you know. can't bring up Dan when these things have already been established. So, what did Pugs is? Pugs anti Ghostbusters 2?
2: I, I think he's forgiving like you guys. There you go. All right. Well, you're good man, Pugs. <laughs> you can he rent like it
0: if you're selling Did You can rent this, you can purchase it. But that was Ghostbusters 2. Feel free to join with actually, Happy New Year to everybody happy new year to you guys as well granted we are recording this as mentioned earlier on the 11th but the reason why we chose this movie is because it the climax kind of takes place on new year's eve so it's close closest to new year's eve day we could watch uh without needing to watch 200 cigarettes again
2: uh, i'm getting ready I, it's, it's like literally sitting right here <laughs> Why
0: excellent no, no not year, not. now
2: nope. every year i watch it
0: I would rather do an annual review of four rooms than I would 200 cigarettes. Well,
1: but that would get redundant. Great movie, though.
0: It is. I think doing any, uh, any one movie repeatedly, though, like more than one review is a little much. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. For sure. So that was Ghostbusters. We'll be back next week with a new, op- a new episode. We're going to be reviewing the classic Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It'll be a fun episode. Be sure to tune in next week. If you're listening on Spotify, you can check the YouTube version out, Flesh Moon Features, and pay attention to Flesh Moon Farce, airing every Monday at 6 p.m. Greg, Todd, anything else before we head out for the evening? Hang on to that trophy. Okay, I will hold on to this trophy. I'm going to hold it in my hands, as I will say. One final thing is that... A- <laughs> I had a soda there, and it got leaked, and I'm worried that this isn't like some kind of temporal hey, hey. time displacement slime, and it actually is trying to dis- disappear. And now I'm gonna <laughs> probably like hold it close. Uh, so I will say, don't give I the will-
2: next guy a sticky trophy.
0: I will say that if you are inclined to join me at trivia, I will be hosting this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday at the brewery in Placentia at seven o'clock Wednesday at Griffin's grill at Los Alamitos at seven 30 and the honeypot Metery in Anaheim at seven 30. And if you were there last Thursday, you would have seen me watch the Raiders completely blow it with a microphone in my hand. You would not believe the amount of restraint I had. <laughs> You're right. But I don't believe it. <laughs> that final drive with Baker Mayfield. And I'm literally like this. I'm I have a list question. I'm reading out. Uh, albums and or music artists and their years or and and it was supposed to be albums and I literally froze first time I've ever froze with a microphone in my hand. It's because I saw Baker Mayfield come back to life. Thank you, the Raiders, for being the Lazarus pit of the NFL. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is world famous juggler Greg Larson and fleshroom producer Todd. And of course, by this time, who knows what could happen? Greg, we have by this time this airs. Where are we at the? Uh, we got the Raiders in the Vegas bet. So by the time next episode, actually, it's going to, I'm already trailing. I'm, I'm ranting. I'm ranting and raving. I don't know. My brain is going faster than my mouth. So I'm It's that's like a slap in the face. And it's not like a slap in the face, like out of disrespect. It's a slap in the face of get on with it and <laughs> the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a quick addendum. Uh, Now, we've been teasing this wager that Greg and I had for the Raiders and the 49ers. That game that where that's wager that'll determine whether or not we have to review Lost Skeleton of Cadaver 2. That game takes place this Sunday, uh, January 1st, New Year's Day. Uh, So what we're going to do is on January 2nd, we're going to have a live episode. We're going to watch and review or rather review and discuss the Waterboy themed. And we're going to go over the results of this wager and we'll determine if we need to watch Lost Skeleton of Cadaver Part Two or if Greg has to admit that Die Hard is one of the top three greatest Christmas movies of all time, not just on this show, but for his life. That is his life now. So, uh, and again, as a reminder, if the 49ers win, we have to watch Lost Skeleton of Cadaver Two. If the Raiders win, Greg has to admit that Die Hard is one of the top three greatest Christmas movies of all time. That will be his life. The reason I'm holding clutching my fantasy football trophy is because by the time that that live episode goes, I'll know if this trophy is going to be home with me. So tune in next week to see me flip out either way, because I'm either going to be really happy or we're going to be really pissed. That's for sure. All right. You guys have anything else before we head out for the evening?
1: All righty, that <laughs> be prepared to do some science and the Animala dance because oh, Ozzy, it's gonna
2: happen. And stay tuned for Lost Cadaver 2. Oh, my that's God. right. <laughs> All right, ladies
0: and gentlemen, that is world famous juggler Greg Larson and Fleshroom producer Todd. I'm Ozzy V. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, we'll still be champion.